Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about what? How to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 162, I'm going to be talking about how to Facebook Twitter and Google proof your blogging business. Yes, I know, I know, social media is all the rave. It's it's how so many people have gotten almost instant exposure. It's how many people have built their brands, grown their blogs, and accomplished big things. But what would happen if Facebook, Twitter, or Google had a mood swing? <laughs> how would that impact your blog and your business? Well, in this episode, we're going to be dealing with how to bulletproof your blog so that it doesn't matter what happens with those social networks. Your site, your blog is going to thrive. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes, yes. Social media is that thing that everybody's always talking about. Everybody's on Facebook. Everybody's on Twitter. Or at least it seems like everybody's on Facebook. Everybody's on Twitter, especially Facebook. And Google Plus, of course, that is um, one that, of course, Google has um, developed. And there have been a lot that's been going on with these social networks. And I want to dive into it because a lot of people literally build their businesses, build their brands around these social networks. And I want to explore that a little more. I'm going to be talking about why that, why that can be a scary thing. And it, it, it literally is something that I, I don't fear at all, um, but I try my best to avoid being susceptible to something like that happening. So that's what I'm going to talk about. But before I talk about that, I, I, I do have one listener question that was called into the, uh, the hotline from Teresa Randolph, and she has a question um, somewhat to do, about, to do with how to deal with some negativity. So I'll let her take it away with her question. Take it away, Teresa. Hi, Leslie. My name is Teresa Randolph, and I'm just calling because I have a quick question for you. I sell on eBay currently right now, and I'm thinking about starting a podcast, not related to anything that I'm selling on eBay, but uh, just a hobby podcast in the TV and film area. And um, it would just be a podcast simply that I'm doing as a hobby, something I'm doing for fun. But I just thought that maybe I might be able to plug my eBay store here and there, um, just somewhat as a side way of possibly being able to monetize the podcast um, and kind of just see where things go. Uh, my question for you is how exactly do you deal with um, something where you have a business, you sell something on the side, and say you get some negative comments, you get 
um, some negative feedback from someone in your business that then tries to kind of, say, destroy your podcast or that possibility of that happening. And that's the only thing that I'm worried about is um, that, you know, currently my feedback is 100% and all of my uh, past eBay clients are very happy. But say there is somebody that uh, kind of comes up with something negative to say that then finds my podcast because they're linked and uh, just wants to try to be very negative. So I'm not exactly sure where to go with this. Um, I'm hoping to start my podcast next month in June. And um, I replied uh, on your blog about uh, the episode that you did about overcoming fears. And I just wanted to thank you for that. And I absolutely love your podcast. And thanks again for all of you do. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for calling that question in, Teresa. And um, it, there really were two things that you spoke about. You spoke about the fact that you're thinking about starting this podcast. It's going to be about um, the film industry or something of that sort. It's not necessarily related to your eBay store. Um, and you talk about the fact that you can use it to kind of cross-promote what you're doing on eBay. Um, first thing that I want to talk about is just to kind of caution you um, where that's concerned. Because if you're building this podcast and your podcast has a one specific target audience, which is what I would highly recommend, uh, you want to promote things to them that is relevant to them. Once you start to uh, promote things that are irrelevant to that target audience, it can turn them off. So, so I guess be clear about who your target audience is and everything that you do on that podcast should be to provide value for them. If your eBay stores is relevant, great. If not, then you might want to reconsider doing it. Um, that's just a personal opinion, um, but I just wanted to add that in there. Now let's deal with your main question, and, and it has to do with getting negative feedback. And I really have maybe about four things that I want to address where that's concerned, and I'm, I'm going to keep it relatively short. But number one, if you start to get negative feedback, celebrate that. I know it sounds strange, but the fact is if you are... <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Woo, dry throat. If you if you stand for something and you are strong about that particular stance, that is gonna ruffle feathers. Not everyone is gonna agree with you. And if not everyone is agreeing with you, that might be an indication that you're doing something right. The fact is successful people often tend to ruffle some feathers and it's not necessarily that that is their main intention but it happens you know i get negative feedback this is the second thing i get negative feedback but here's the thing the positives far outweigh the negatives by leaps and bounds and once you see that in your business that means you are doing something right number three be respectful of the people that try to say negative things about you. Um, don't, don't respond with negativity. Even if they disrespect you, you want to still respect them. You be the bigger person where that's, where that's concerned. And number four, if they continue, if you are respectful in the way you deal with them and they continue to be um, a negative and they continue to try to tear you down, then cut them off. Let them go. They are not your target audience, so they can go and do whatever they want to do. So the main thing is, if you're doing things online and you're building a brand, you're building a business, you're building your blog, you're building, you're building, 
you are going to encounter negative people. It's a fact. There's something about the internet having a certain level of anonymity. It, it, it makes it so that people will come out the woodworks and start saying negative things. That is okay. If you're going to be successful, expect it and just move forward. Keep going for your dream. Keep doing what you are trying to accomplish. Keep doing the things that you know can have a positive impact in the world. And if people don't like it, it's too bad for them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I hope that was helpful for you, uh, Teresa. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling in your question. Now, I have a question for you guys. I don't know if you've noticed this. If you've been listening for a while, you probably have noticed this. But I have not been asking you guys to call in questions. I've, been, I've not been promoting that. And the reason for that is because I'm not sure if it adds or if it takes away, is it distracting? For example, um, this podcast episode is how to um, how to uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Google-proof your blogging business. But now I just took a, a question that has to do with negativity. That's not necessarily on the topic that I am covering today. When I do that, is that distracting? Is it something that you find it does enhance because it gives it a different element um i'm not sure do you so my questions are number one do you like it when i take questions even if those questions are not necessarily relevant to the specific content that's number one and number two if you do like it when i do that do you prefer for me to do that before i jump into the content or after i've already covered the content i'd love i really would love to hear your opinion on that because I am just not sure. So I'm reaching out to you. Um, this is episode 162. So come to becomeablogger.com slash episode 162 and let me know in the comments so that I can, you guys can help me make this decision as to whether I'm going to continue taking listener questions um, or maybe do those as separate episodes. What? I just need some input i need some guidance and since this is all for you i would love to hear what you have to say now i don't know if you know this but i'm it, it almost sounds as if i'm i'm whispering i mean i'm still excited but it sounds as if i'm whispering a little more than i normally would and that's because noah is next door and i'm watching him on the monitor and he's moving every so often so i hope you still get my excitement <laughs> i hope you still get my enthusiasm um Anyhow, let's go into this. I've been going for 10 minutes. You see, that's kind of one of the reasons why I've been reevaluating the questions thing. But I'm, I'm glad to answer questions if they add value to you guys. Okay, so let's get into how to all that social media proof your blogging business so that if something were to happen to these social media sites that we are building our profiles on, that doesn't negatively or at least not significantly affect your business. The reason why I'm covering this content, um, this topic today, I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, just recently on, on April 24th, Vic Gondatra, um, who, who, who was the senior VP for social at Google, he left his post. He resigned after working there for 
eight years and he really was the guy behind google plus um and there's been some shuffling around that has happened um evidently over a thousand people who are working on google plus were moved around to different departments um there have been all kinds of articles about the future of google plus will it last will it not there's a TechCrunch article that i read uh, that i read that that the title was google plus is walking dead and there's all kinds of speculations about what that means. What it, what does it mean that the person above Google Plus is no longer there? That the people that many of the people that were working on Google Plus have been moved to Android and other departments. Now, I'm not here to speculate. Personally, I don't think it's the end of Google Plus. I think Google Plus will continue to grow, continue to thrive, um, and I think it's a, a platform that you definitely want to be on, especially to take advantage of the search engine optimization um, features that you get from being active on Google Plus and all that stuff. I am not panicking, but the fact is, these are things that happen now. In March, I went to social media marketing world, and one of the things I heard a lot of a number of people complaining about is how Facebook is not performing as well for their business as it used to in the past. And it's not just there; online, I hear people talking about it. Even on Facebook, um, I hear. Uh, just recently, I was uh, part of a discussion where this lady was talking about the fact that um, she has tens of thousands of likes on Facebook, and um, they recently changed their algorithm, and it really affected her very negatively and she is on the verge of giving up Facebook. The fact is Facebook is a business and they need to make money. You know, I can't hate on that. It's a free service. It's a service that we use. But the thing is, we do not control what happens on Facebook. We do not control what happens with Google+. We do not control what happens with Twitter or Pinterest or any of these social networks that we are so uh, almost addicted to, it seems. Now, my question for you is this. What are you doing to make sure you would survive if things were to change drastically? What would happen if Google Plus disappears, what would happen if Facebook no longer allows people with blogs to advertise on Facebook? What would happen if Facebook were to shut down? What would happen if the algorithm were to change so much that when you post a link on Facebook, it gets no views? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but what would happen? What are you doing to protect your blog, your business, your brand? what you are building. Well, I have some tips for you, okay? So these are my tips. I have seven tips in total. Let's start with number one. Number one is this. First, you need to understand that you, you who are listening to this right now, you, the person that I'm speaking to right now, you have no ultimate control over Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, or any other social network. The fact is their business is their business and they will make decisions that's best for, guess who? For them. You have to make the decisions that are best for you. So the first point is I really and truly want you to understand that you have no ultimate control. Yes, use Facebook. Yes, use Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, and any other social network that you want. But understand 
that you do not control what happens over there. That is number one. Number two, understand that the only platform you have full control of is the platform that you build. Your blog is your blog. Your email list, oh man, your email list is so important. Your email list is your email list. Your podcast is your podcast. Your products are your products. Your business is your business. This is what you have control over. And knowing that allows you to make the types of decisions that you need to make to build your business. So number one, understand that you have no ultimate control over any of these social networks. Number two, understand that the only platform, the single platform you have full control of is the platform that you build. So that should tell you about the importance of building your platform, not someone else's platform but your platform. Number three, build your email list. Build your email list. Your email list, in my opinion, when it comes to online business, it is your most valuable asset. And you know why? Because you need to become your very own traffic generation strategy. You need your, your you need to own your audience. You need to own your traffic. And you know what? Your list is instant traffic. Let me tell you a story. When I first started internet marketing, um, I was um, doing something that was called freebie trading. I'm not going to get into all the details of that right now. And I've told this story a number of times before, but freebie trading is those websites where you complete an offer and you get other people to complete an offer and, um, and you can get free TVs, iPods, and da da da, and even money as a result of of doing that. Now, I was very much involved in that, and then I started my blog, and I was very much involved in blogging and teaching blogging, and I was working so hard. When I wasn't working as a, a full time teacher at a boarding academy, I was working on my business, and I got extremely stressed out. I got extremely fed up, and I gave up on this. Ho- I gave up on this whole internet marketing blogging thing, and from one day to the next. I just stopped, okay? And when I made that decision, I stopped blogging. I stopped emailing my list. I stopped doing everything that was related to my business, and I just quit. That was my moment to just say, you know what? I am done with it. Now, after a few months, I decided, you know what? I want to continue this because something surprising happened when I stopped. I continued to make money and that showed me that if I have the right systems in place, I could still make money while not having to work all the time. So after a few months, I decided, you know, my my traffic went down because I wasn't doing anything. But after a few months, I decided, you know what? I am going to start back, but I'm going to start back in a more efficient way. And you know what I did? I wrote a blog post and I sent an email to my list. And from one day to the next, I went from an inactive blog to a vibrant blog with people coming back and and interacting with me. Um, They're so excited that I'm back and they missed what I was doing. And now they're here because I sent one email to my list. Didn't matter about Facebook back then. In fact, I wasn't really doing anything on Facebook back then. What mattered was the fact that I had an email list of people that said, I want you to contact me. 
and share valuable resources with me. So number three, your email list is your most valuable asset. So build that list. Number four, and this is directly related to number three, direct everyone from everywhere to your list. I have opt-in forms everywhere. If you go to my Facebook page um, for my biology blog, you'll see that there's a tab that people can opt into my list. In my videos, I tell people to come back to my blog so that they can opt into my list. If you go to my sidebar, you'll see an opt-in form. If you go on my main page, you see an opt-in form. If you go beneath my post, you see an opt-in form. You go all the way to the bottom by the footer of my blog, you see an opt-in form. Why? Because... My email list is my most valuable asset, so I want to drive everyone as much as possible to my list. Have your social media profiles direct people to a place where they can join your list. This is something I'm actually working on right now. I just created a video for when people come from Twitter. Um, they're going to come to a specific page where I welcome them in a very funny way, <laughs> and then I invite them to opt into my list because once they've opt in, opted in, I can then go ahead and nurture this relationship. And along with that, you want to make sure you treat your list well. This is not a list building podcast episode, but I wanted to mention that because this is going to help you to Google proof and Facebook proof and Twitter proof and Pinterest proof your business. If something goes wrong with those social networks, if you get kicked off of those social networks, which hopefully you won't, I mean, don't do stupidness to get kicked off, but you get the point. You have your list and you can drive people back to your site. Number five. Now, this is one that I don't necessarily recommend from the very beginning. If you can do it from the very beginning, good, but it's something that can get you really overwhelmed. But ultimately, this is what you want to be doing. Eventually, you want to develop a social media strategy to where you aren't dependent, dependent on any one particular social network. So all of your social media efforts are not just on Facebook. They're not just on Pinterest. They're not just on Twitter. You are diversifying your efforts so that if one were to go down, you still have the others that are sending you traffic. Now, there are a number of tools that you can use to manage this so that it's not as complex. For example, Hootsuite is one that I use to manage multiple profiles. I can log into one account and manage my Twitter, my Facebook, and so on and so forth. Um, there's another one that I just started using recently that's called Social Ba or Social BA, socialba.com. And what that does is if I go to Facebook and I go to make a, a post on Facebook, a status update, right there, there's a checkbox. There are a few checkboxes where I can say, I also want this to show up on Google Plus. I want it to show up on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't mention, I don't think the best strategy is not to just duplicate everything the same way everywhere. You want to be engaged on the platform in a way that resonates with the people that are on that platform. But the, the, the main thing that I'm getting at here is you want to diversify your efforts. That is something that takes time. But in your social media strategy, don't just ultimately be focused on one. You want to be diversified. So that's number five. Number six, Back up everything regularly. 
if you create images that you post on on Facebook or images for Pinterest or whatever the case might be, store them locally first. So store them on your hard drive first and then upload them so that, you know, if Facebook were to disappear, you still have access to those images. Save your content, the stuff that you're typing or you're writing for your blog. Use Google Drive or Evernote to make sure that you have backup copies of those. Um, something that I, I just recently started doing that is extremely important in my mind Export your email list. If you use GetResponse or Aweber or Infusionsoft, whatever it is you use, you can go to your subscribers and just export them and download them to your hard drive because you never know. GetResponse was just attacked um, with a DDoS attack, which is something that basically brings down their servers because there's, there's some types of... Basically, malicious people are sending so much traffic to the site that uh, legitimate traffic doesn't get through. GetResponse was attacked. Aweber was attacked. MailChimp was attacked. A bunch of these sites were attacked. I'm not saying that, you know, they're, they're going to get attacked to where, you know, you can't retrieve stuff from them. But have a backup just in case. Every once in a while, download a copy of your email list and usually this is done as a csv file you don't you may not know what that is now but if you go there to your subscribers you can export as a C csv and download it and just have it there just in case you need to get to it future and in the future okay so export your email list save things in multiple locations just in case something goes wrong with either the social networks or even with your blog or your email list um, save them so that they are easily retrievable. Now, this is something that I am very anal about, and I think it's a good thing to be anal about it. If you let, let me actually open up my um, my hard drive, not open up my hard drive, but look at my file browser right now. I'm going to go into my internet marketing folder. And what I see is I have a folder for become a blogger. I have a folder for learning with Leslie. I have a folder for interactive biology. I have folders for all types of stuff. And then if I go into my become a blogger folder, I have a folder for my autoresponder sequence. I have a folder for my blog post. I have a folder for my images. I have a folder for my membership site. I have a folder for my manuals. I have a folder for my podcasts. If I go into my podcast, I have folders for each episode with all of the resources, the images, and so on that are related to the episode, the transcripts, and so on. Organize it in a way that you can easily get to the things that you need. So back them up, have them organized, have them saved on your hard drive just in case. So that's tip number seven, number six. And I have one final tip for you. And it's actually... I guess it's not really a tip, but it's something that I just want to motivate you with. We spoke about your email list and the importance of building your email list, building your subscribers and all that good stuff. How many subscribers do you have? Do you have 100 subscribers? Because if you have 100 subscribers, if you've built to 100 subscribers and you do that 10 more times, you end up with 1,000 subscribers. If you built to a thousand subscribers, think about where you are right now, and you do that ten more times, now you have ten thousand subscribers. And if you can build to ten thousand subscribers, and you do that ten more times, it builds to 
100,000 subscribers. But here's the thing. It doesn't build at the same rate. The more subscribers you have, the easier it is to get more subscribers. Because you know what? Those subscribers, if you treat them well, they're going to start sharing your stuff. And the more you provide value to them, the more they're going to share your stuff. And it becomes easier and easier. Now, if you can imagine getting to 100, you should be then able to imagine getting to 1,000. And if you can imagine getting to 1,000, you should be able to get to 10,000. I have right now about 15,000 people on my biology blog's email list, and that's because I got rid of about five or 6,000. On my be on Become a Blogger list, I have about 15,000 there also. Um, and that's something that I've built over the years. And you know what? Now it's much easier for me to get traffic to come back to my website. I can send an email, which is what I'm going to do when I release this podcast episode. I'm going to send an email. And you know what? Within a few days, that podcast episode is going to have at least a thousand downloads. And the website is going to have thousands of visits because I've built it over the years. And you know what? I've seen the 15,000, so I can see the 20. And then I can see the 30 because it becomes more realistic. And it starts to happen faster and faster and faster because your efforts today build on your efforts from yesterday, which build on your efforts from the month before and build on the efforts from the month before. So what I want to let you know is that you can't give up. You need to build your platform and the more you do it the better you get at it the more subscribers you get the more subscribers you get and as you build that it doesn't matter what google plus says it doesn't matter what facebook says it doesn't matter what anyone says because you've built it you've backed it up you've nurtured it you have built something substantial that can impact the lives of thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. That, my friend, is how you build a business that does not depend on Google. That doesn't matter if Google has a mood swing or Facebook has a mood swing. You have something substantial. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I hope you got some value from that. Please, future I mean, social media proof your business so that you are not fully dependent on any social network. You are dependent on the platform that you've built. Anyhow, if you're trying to build a platform, you're going to need hosting. This is kind of a, a quick little ad. I worked out a deal with HostGator. If you need to get started, you can go to HostGator.com and use the coupon Become a Blogger. And if you use that coupon, guess what? You're going to get 25% off your hosting, which is good. You know, if you pay for if six months, you get, uh, what's that? Man, I should have thought about this before. You divide it by four and you get something. <laughs> One and a half months free. If you do a year, you get three months free or something of that sort. Anyhow, it's a good discount. Um, and if you're trying to build your blog and you need hosting, which you're going to need, check it out, HostGator, and use the coupon code becomeablogger.com. Man, I hope you got a lot of value from this whispering episode with my enthusiastic whispering <laughs> and uh, if you're enjoying this podcast you know 
I love it when people leave reviews in iTunes because it makes me feel nice. You know, it gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside. And you like it when I feel warm and fuzzy, don't you? Come on. <laughs> um, and it also helps to get additional visibility over there. Um, so more people can find this podcast so they can know that they can start a blog and change the world. If you want to do that, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, come to my blog, look in the sidebar. There's a video showing you exactly how to leave a review. And if you're trying to get your blog started where you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world while building your online business, head on over to my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you step by step, screen by screen, how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how so many others have done the same, and not just that, how you can do the same. Freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, it's actionable, and it's awesome. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care, and God bless. 888 3524